You're listening to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast from Clear Creek Community Church, located in the Bay Area of Houston. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. I'm Ryan. One of the values at Clear Creek is missional living, which just simply means carrying the the mission, the gospel of Jesus in our everyday life. And so uh, for many of us, we probably would say, man, my life is busy. But I tell you, there's probably no one that feels busier in their life than uh, Brandy and Jason DeGroote. And so I had a conversation this week uh, with Brandy to talk about uh, what does it look like to bring the message of the gospel uh, in everyday life. So listen in. All right, Brandy, how are you doing today? Great. Good. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. All right. So let's jump in. Uh, We're going to talk about a a few different things today. But before we do that, just tell us about yourself, your family, so people can get to know you a little bit, your husband, Jason, your kids. Uh, Tell us about your life. All right. So uh, Jason and I have been married for 23 years, um, and we have three really cool kids. We have uh, Dane that is 17, so he is graduating this year. Uh, major milestone for him. Um, he has done band, marching band, like um, all through high school. Recently, in the last years, really gotten into disc golf. <laughs> um, super passionate about that. So that's been kind of fun watching him do that. Now, he's, how you get, has he gotten into that? Because of I know a lot of the student directors are really big into it. Well, ironically, um, he was exposed to it by a friend. Okay, and then went to church. And was telling his, you know, his other leaders, hey, I just played disc golf. And then all of a sudden, you know, now he's playing disc golf with all his leaders, which is really a neat uh, way that I feel like God has really worked in his life and put him in um, the context of, you know, leadership. Um, being in like the company of really great leaders yeah, cool. for his life. So it's been really neat to watch God work in all of that. Um, so that's Dane. Oh, he also plays with drums. So hopefully one day we'll see him up there, you know, playing in our uh, worship band. We'll All see. Right. So he's busy. He's the super, one. super yes, busy. All yes. Right. But he drives now. So yeah. that's okay. really, really helpful. Um, and then I have uh, Dawson, who is 16, and he's a sophomore. Um, both of those boys are at Clear Lake High School. Uh, Dawson has, like, we've been running around with him for years playing all kinds of sports. He loves sports. Um, but he's kind of landed on basketball. Um, so he plays at the high school, and um, it's been really fun to be, I mean, just walking with him all through all that, being in the bleachers all those years. It's really been fun. He drives now, too, so he's made our life a lot easier. Um, and then there's Delaney. She just turned 13. So she kind of did all of the dance and gymnastics and all of that. So it was really fun um, being a part of all that. She competed with gymnastics for a number of years. And um, she's moved on from that. She's tried lots of different things. She's even tried diving. Um, but right now, she's just playing sports at her junior high. So she's like played volleyball, was going to try out for basketball, but like broke her ankle um, like the weekend before the tryouts. Um, she ran cross country. Now she's doing track um, and also tennis. Yeah. Wow. So, and then um, two, so I'm mom to those. And we also have a really awesome dog, Ruby, um, that we all like passionately adore. 
And um, and then I work um, part-time, Monday through Thursday. I lead a small group on Friday morning, women's small group. Um, so we really have a lot going on, Ryan, lots of moving parts to our lives. Um, but it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you've been navigators for a real long time. You and Jason, I mean, we were in your small group oh, yeah. with others. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you were leading that one, were you? you no. were just, yeah, I mean, that was 11 years ago. And so you talk about the age of your kids. Yes. It's uh, it's it's shocking when I hear the age of your kids. So oh. I, I don't see them as often since they go to a different campus than, than me. But It yeah. happens, Ryan, yeah. Yeah. real fast. So you all have been leading groups, though, for a long time, um, you know, either as couples or women and men and separated. Definitely. Uh, so... Uh, pretty busy, pretty yes, active. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So w- what I want to talk about today is really just about how we have, have a value for uh, missional living, uh, taking the, the mission and the gospel of Jesus to people around us uh, in our everyday lives. And so mm-hmm. since you are pretty active and pretty involved in everyday lives in all kinds of different circles and uh, relationships around you, want to hear what that looks like for you. So maybe let's just first talk about... Uh, what does what does the value missional living mean to you? Like, how would you define it? Uh, how do you think about what missional living is? So, when I think about missional living, um, I feel like I see it as a lifestyle um, where your purpose is building Christ's kingdom um, through evangelism and discipleship. I know that sounds really like fancy, um, but evangelism is really just sharing the good news of the gospel. Um, and an evangelist is one who is like an active carrier of that message. So um, I feel like all followers of Jesus have that call um, to be on mission. Um, yeah. So that's, absolutely. that's how I see it. Yeah. So um, we also talk about spheres of influence. So, I mean, we have all these spheres, these circles of, of people in our lives, relationships that we have, and you named off all kinds of different activities that your kids do and you and Jason do. Um, when you think about just the relationships that you have, how would you describe what are the spheres of influence those relationships look like for you? Yeah, um, so there's a lot of those. Um, so honestly, I see like Ryan, my family, is a sphere of influence. Um, so like extended relatives, I see my home. So my husband and my three kids, um, my kids, their friends, uh, their parents. I mean, all those different contexts that I mentioned are like spaces that we go into, you know, on a regular basis. Um, the bleachers, you know, um, work, small group, friends, like PTA, booster club. I mean, all those different uh, church is a sphere of influence. Um, so, um, you know, living on mission doesn't mean just like going and like knocking on doors, although it could be that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say that God wouldn't do that. Um, You know, but God, you know, the son of man came to seek and save that which is lost. And I feel like with missional living, he calls us into that mission with him. And really, it's a grace. Um, I see it as a grace. It's calling us to live outside of like our own kingdom. So like when I look at 
the world and everything going on around me, I see lots of kingdoms like being built. Well, they're not all God's kingdom that's being built. I could be building my own kingdom mm-hmm. um, in my home and in my life, you know, but God calls us to into his kingdom with, you know, into things that have like eternal significance. Um, so, in all of those uh, spheres of influence, I really just try to be mindful of bringing like um, the gospel into those situations. Mm-hmm. And so how has that changed? I'm curious over time. So now you mentioned you get two kids that are driving and you're like, all right, so now all the busyness that I just listed out, we don't have to be as involved in because they can transport themselves. I'd imagine that just means that there is a shift in the last few years from, from where you're carting around kids and you're at every practice and you're you know around a lot of different parents to now they're older and getting um, you know, advance in the high school years to where they're going to practice on their own. There isn't an opportunity to engage with those parents as much. So how have maybe some of those spheres and relationships shifted in the last few years for, for y'all? Um, I think probably just makes each opportunity that we have um, more important. So um, say, for instance, like, you know, I my son practices basketball at the high school like he does it during school or after school so you're right i don't have to tote him to practice anymore um but i'm there in the bleachers we're there in the bleachers at games Mm -hmm. and i'm mindful of the fact that you know god even calls me into the bleachers you know that even in the bleachers like i'm a carrier of the gospel and so um i made it a habit like a long time ago, early on in my faith journey to really just say a really simple prayer. And that prayer is, um, I'm available, use me. And it reminds me a lot of Isaiah, like Isaiah chapter six, right? Where Isaiah has this encounter with God and he says, um, here I am, send me. And so I see that um, much the same. So I think just declaring to God every day, like I'm available, use me. And that's one prayer I feel like that God has continued to um, answer like over and over and over in my life. And I've seen like real fruit from that. Um, And it's been really cool to um, just how God can use that simplicity of that. And he's like, I want to work there. Like I can... And so he'll bring like different people into the stands and people that need to hear the gospel, you know? So um, it's, it's really awesome. So it seems like when you, when you list out all the stuff that y'all are doing, Mm -hmm. it feels, I mean, it feels overwhelming for me and I'm just sitting here listening to it. Um, But what is it like for you to have so many activities going on, active family life? um, And that's just the, listen off the things outside of the home and the activities, mm-hmm. obviously inside the home, there's always, you know, just the normal struggles of having a family and having kids and they're being, you know, they're growing up to be teenagers. And so you're trying to manage all those things as well. Lots of eating. Yeah. Yeah. And, there's eating, food. and then you got to go to the grocery store all the time yeah. I and, mean, you know, yeah. people wearing out clothes, all those things. So how do you, how do you manage to continue with that same missional mindset and not get so distracted by, just the the busyness of life. 
Yeah, so um, over the years, I feel like what has happened, um, as I've prayed that prayer over and over, um, I feel like the lines between like what my mission field is are so blurred. They're, they're really, I don't see like, oh, this is my mission field and this isn't my mission field. It's all my mission field. My kids, I want them to know Jesus like passionately. That's one of the deepest desires of my heart. So when I'm home, I want to share Jesus with my kids. Um, you know, maybe I'm going through a tough time and I need my husband to share Jesus with me. So in that moment, he's on mission, mm-hmm. reaching me. You know, if he's going through a tough time, I'm on mission reaching him. Um, so like in small group, um, I mean, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about one of my friends that's in group that doesn't know Jesus yet. My small group, that's also, I'm on mission there too. Um, so um I just think that those lines just become more and more blurred the more that you just realize that your life is just being offered up to him, you know, to Jesus. How do you pass that same mentality on to your kids to where it makes it feel like, all right, as a family, like we're on this mission together? Yeah, um, I actually had to ask my daughter about that this morning. Um, she's 13, so <clears throat> I'm just going to convey what she said because I was like, I'm not really sure how to answer that question. And what she said, Ryan, was that she said, leading by example, um, not being ashamed of the gospel. So she said that of us. Um, it's, and she said it's not just about, she's learned that it's not just about inviting people to church and it is a lot just about planting seeds also mm-hmm. so um cool little story um she was at a track meet yesterday and she told me that the couple of girls this was a district track meet so it wasn't the whole team so it was the couple of girls that were the jumpers um and she said they asked me to pray for to pray for them or to pray before we you know did our um we competed and so I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, it might have been your influence, Delaney. That was pretty neat. Yeah, that's awesome. So so how have you seen God work in, in a lot of these relationships and conversations that you have? I mean, I'd love to hear a few stories. Yeah, of- so um, this was such a joy, actually, thinking back through this, um, because as I mentioned, my oldest is 17, and um, there's a very, uh, when he was five, so he was kindergarten, He came home. I remember him telling me all about this friend of his. And it was very obvious that they really had an instant connection, probably Legos and Star Wars and stuff. But Mm. um, so he talked about this young man all the time. And so eventually, as you know, as things would go, I would end up being friends with his mom because we wanted to get our kids together. And, um, you know, we would meet and take the kids to the pool and let them swim. And as we're lifeguarding them, um, you know, we would talk and we would have conversations and just organically um, the conversation um, came to God at one point. Um, And it didn't seem forced. It was almost like it was the most natural thing. Even though I knew she wasn't a believer, it was the most natural thing for me at that time to share with her about God um, and who he was in my life. And um, the neat thing was, is that, um, I mean, so 
again, this is my 17-year-old, so this is 12 years ago. Hmm. And learning more and more as we got to be friends, I learned more about her background. And the more I learned about her, I thought the more difficult I thought this was going to be very difficult um, to reach this woman. And, um, but God was working in the midst of all of it. Um, if you'd have asked me then, like what would, what would eventually develop? I, again, I already told you I was losing hope, you know, um, but she's in my small group. And uh, now that's what it ended up happening. Um, she's still like exploring faith. Um, but the neat thing is, is that God ended up bringing her son, um, influencing, pulling them to go to camp. So he went to camp with Dane, church camp. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they started coming to uh, Christmas Eve services. And ironically, it was their older son that said, I want to go to that church on Sundays. So they started coming as a family on Sundays. And I remember when I invited her to a small group, she was just like, um, no. But eventually she said yes. And um, it's just been really cool to watch her faith journey. So that's, um, she's someone I'm still praying for. Um, Another one uh, was within the context of sports. Uh, So this friend of mine, well, we weren't friends to begin with, but our our boys got drafted on the same basketball team like three years in a row. Well, that's pretty uncommon. Hmm. Um, but I obviously knew that God was at work. God began to like um, draw my heart um, to pray for her. Uh, so I started praying for her and um, we became friends. Our kids were doing things together. And um, she... Uh, I remember inviting her to church and finding out that they'd kind of had like a a bad experience with church in the past and that that had kept her from church for many years. Um, And probably after about a year, she finally decided to come and visit Clear Creek. And she's been coming ever since. Um, At that time, I also invited her to be in group. She was, looked at me like I was crazy, um, and I just kept praying for her, and I was like, she's going to come asking for a group, and she did. About a year later, she was like, do you have any openings in your group? I'm ready to do it. So it's been really awesome to watch like transformation in her life, and I just think that's really important for us as believers to be engaged um, and to watch like that, just that new life happening in somebody else. I mean, it's so encouraging and it just, um, honestly, like it just gives me a fresh fire to just continue, um, you know, sharing the gospel, uh, because I think that God gives us a yearning for, you know, those like things of eternal significance like Mm -hmm. that. Um, watching her life change. So, um, and then I'll just share one more. So this is just, this is just super practical. I mean, this is just how I feel like God, the way God leads me in these craziness, times of craziness. So I'm at a tennis match for my daughter and um, no, it was track. I was at a track thing. And I see this mom, and I know who she is. It's a a mom of uh, one of Delaney's friends. And um, she's just so clearly has so much on her plate. I mean, 
I could just see it. Um, she was just stressed and just could feel, I could just see the pressure on her and needing to probably be like four places at one time. I know that. I feel that. Um, could relate with how she was feeling in that. And um, I mean, I've been praying for her. And so I just, I just sent her a real quick text. I was like, hey, I just want you to know that if you ever need anything, like you need a, your daughter needs a ride, I can, you know, we can do that. We have two boys that are driving now. <laughs> so we're only responsible for getting one kid to and from. I'd love to help you out anytime. And she responded back and was just like, thanks. And you know what? She took me up on it yeah. like a week later. Um, so, you know, it's just things like that. Ryan just like having... Um, your eyes wide open. I remember, I think it was Amy Alston who said that. Just eyes wide open. Like, watch where God's at work and ask Him um, if you can join Him in that work. Usually, you know, sometimes it feels so intimidating. Like, oh, you know, they don't want to hear about the gospel or whatever. But, um, you know, usually I've found that God's already at work in somebody's life when He calls me into that situation. So it's not like a cold call. Yeah. Even though sometimes we feel like that, yeah. you know? So. Wow. I, so it just is very evident that you have this awareness of God working all around you. Mm. And you talking about just having your eyes wide open to that. Um, I think for, for many people, me included, I, cause I can relate to this. We, you know, we get busy, we put our head yeah. down and oh, we're just, man. we're just getting through the grind, whether it's work or all the kids activities, just whatever we have going on. It's really easy to uh, have this, you know, tunnel vision of what we're working on and not realizing that God is at work all around us in all these different ways. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, um, he's, he's doing all this stuff in your life, but he's just not doing that in anyone else's mm -hmm. life that he's, He's, he's available. He's working in all these people's lives all around us if we're willing to see it and to sort of lift up and have our eyes wide open and pray some of those bold prayers to say, you know, how can I be used, God? Like, how can you use me? I'm available to be used. And um, I mean, it's it's encouraging for me uh, to, to hear how you guys are, are thinking through some of those things. So uh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's really fun. So as you think about... Um, I imagine it's not all just easy all the time. That there are probably are some mm. some obstacles. I mean, we've already talked about you know just being really busy and all those things, and that could be an obstacle, and I'm sure has been at times in the past. Um, but then you've found a way to continue to be missional even in the business. In fact, it seems like you've found that as an opportunity to be missional because it puts you in all these different relationships with people. Mm -hmm. What are some other barriers and obstacles that you have sometimes felt when it's like, man, you know, it's just, it's, it is challenging to be missional and to have this outlook all the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, what you mentioned, just putting your head down, Man, sometimes like I want to just do that. Yeah. Like I want to show up to something and put my earbuds in and just disappear. Yeah. You know? Um, and I have done that. Yeah. I have. Because anybody could listen to this podcast and go, mm-hmm, yeah, I've seen her do that. Um, and I mean, I'll tell you, like we had an opportunity recently. I think it was uh, one of our neighbors invited us. Our neighbors invited us to something. And we really didn't have like that good of excuse, except like we just didn't feel like it. 
Um, so, you know, but I know that there's grace for that too. Mm-hmm. And so in those times, like I just ask God, you know, um, just give me grace, God, give me another opportunity. Um, and I believe that he will. But yeah, tons of obstacles. Um, so many people would feel like, um, and I think really the, the root uh, is fear. Mm-hmm. Of all the obstacles. So like fear of rejection, um, fear of like, oh, I'm going to look like a fool. Um, fear. Let's see. I wrote them all down. Yeah. Um, let's see. Fe- like, I don't want that awkward like feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and as I mentioned earlier, like because you, you think it feels like a cold call, but usually God's always at work in that other person already. And it's not a cold call. Like yeah. He's already done some work there. Um, so he's just inviting you into it. And, you know, just as a grace, because God wants us to be a part of what he's doing in the world. You know, don't just sit back and be a spectator. Um, you know, like, or you may make some assumption about somebody uh, like, oh, well, they don't want to hear the gospel. Like I've heard about their story and they don't need the gospel. They don't want the gospel. Well, you know what? I asked myself, what if somebody said that about me and didn't share the gospel with me? Gospel changed my life, you know, and um, gave me life, gave me light and, and life. And so if somebody had said that about, uh, about me, I'm not sure where I'd be. Um, so sometimes uh, I think another fear that people have is like, oh, I don't have all the right answers. I don't know enough. I'm too mm-hmm. new in this journey. Um, and, you know, what I would say to, you know, that is, I mean, even when I was very young in, in my journey with the Lord, I, I don't know, God gave me like boldness, but um, all I knew is that God changed my life, that he brought me from spiritual death to life. And that was a very real experience for me. And so, um, you know, it was just, uh, I think as long as you remember that that's your testimony, Mm -hmm. that there is resurrection power in that story, Yeah, you know, and that's not just um, insignificant. So, um, you know, and Jesus, uh, Jesus was rejected. You know, he was hated by the world, you know, but the but he brought uh, light and life to those that were in spiritual ruin and looking for that. And I think those are the people that like God is draws us to anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, fear, you know, I, and I would just say, like, I try. I do not do this perfectly, obviously. Um, I just try to remember that I'm really. I'm trying to be a God pleaser, not a man pleaser. So the fear of rejection, well, you might get rejected. I mean, that's the reality, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, not everybody says yes to Jesus, but that's not our responsibility as believers to make sure that they say yes to Jesus. Like that is a work of God. You know, our job is just to be an ambassador, to be a messenger, um, so that's one thing that's really helped me a lot and not to carry the burden of making sure that, oh, no, this person has to come to know Jesus. That's not my job. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
what would you say to someone who feels like, man, I, I've got a lot of baggage in my past and the people around me that I know, whether it's neighbors or coworkers, family or friends, they know my past. And so if I'm talking about faith or inviting someone to church or whatever, like they would think, hey, listen, I, I know your past and I know what you've been involved with. And so you're a little bit of a hypocrite. And so they're mm. just going to reject me. So what would you say to someone who feels like, uh, I just can't put myself out there because someone knows all the, the dark secrets about me? Well, honestly, all the more reason for someone to share their faith. I mean, if someone, um, again, when we're all sinners, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Like, I walk into each of these spheres of influence, you as well. It's no secret really, I, I, that I'm a sinner. Um, I'm not perfect, and the world knows it. People know it. Every sphere of influence that I walk into, people know it. And um, so, you know, proclaiming the, the kingdom of God, proclaiming the gospel is not about what we've done in our life, but it's about what He's done. So, um, I mean, I get it, and I realize that some people can feel that way, but honestly, seeing a life transformed, that's all the more, when you see someone's life transformed, I mean, that is powerful. So mm -hmm. I would say all the more reason to get out there yeah. and tell get in the story. game. Yeah. Tell your story, exactly, yes. Yeah. All right, so maybe just a final encouragement, especially as we're getting close to Easter. Mm. And, uh, you know, many people in our community, it's an opportunity for them to uh, be invited to a church service. Maybe they don't attend church anywhere, um, but yet culturally it's like, well, you got to go to, to church on Easter. And so it's certainly a chance for us to invite people into uh, a church community that loves them, uh, to hear a gospel message that can save them, uh, to, to know a God who loves them and has grace upon them. And mm -hmm. so um, how would you encourage some people who are even thinking about their neighbors and who they might invite be, to be a part of that celebration? Well, um, so I would just admonish anybody listening that, you know, there is a community here at Clear Creek. I mean, this is why I call Clear Creek my home is because this is a church on mission to reach unchurched people. And so um, it is so fun um, to get to be on mission with this team here. Um, I know that if I invite somebody to church, they're going to hear the gospel preached um, clearly. They're going to be invited. Um, they're going to uh, learn about a small group and all the different ways that they can uh, get involved. But um, I would just say that jump in to anybody, jump into the mission um, don't be a spectator, you know, um, jump in and get involved, uh, build your, build your life on things that are eternal, um, store up treasure in heaven. Um, you know, just don't sit back and watch, uh, watch others because there is so much joy in getting in the game, you know, um, I was reading this morning in, um, in Matthew, uh, 9, 35 through 38, and it says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. 
Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So I think like this is full circle, right? So now we're, this is a call to all of like our listeners to be co-laborers in this, you know, in this harvest in you know, what God has called us to his mission. And um, so I pray that everybody listening would um, just feel like I can do this. I want to jump in. And I am so confident that if they're bold enough to pray that prayer, like I'm willing God use me, God's going to begin to show people um, I want you to pray for that person. I want you to engage in that with this with this one. Um, and I'm excited to hear stories of what's going to happen because you're right. People are more willing to like come to church on Easter. You know, so this is like the perfect time um, to invite that neighbor, invite that friend, you know, when you have coffee with them in the next coming weeks or somebody in your book club or um, just all those people in your life. You'd be surprised how many people are actually searching and they just don't they don't know who to talk to about it. So hmm. there's lots of people that are waiting to be invited, Ryan. Yeah, that's good. So encouraging. Well, thanks for being here and sharing your story, sharing your, uh, your heart with us. Thank you, Ryan. It's been fun. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope this conversation was helpful. If you want to watch the video of this podcast or share it with a friend, you can find it at clearcreekresources.org, where you can also find articles, music, and a lot more. Again, I'm Rachel. Thanks so much for joining us today.